0: The oath of chastity. Neil had been forced into the brotherhood, for of course a monk could never be king. A king must have at least the possibility of children, for kingdoms were built on continuity. His illegitimacy should have been an insurmountable barrier, but even at a young age, Neil had been tall and proud, intelligent, cunning, ruthless, a born leader. In short, He had all the characteristics of a great king. The choices had been simple. Kill him, or make it impossible for him to be king. Neil was loved by his father and half-brother, so there had really been no choice. The young man would be a servant of God. It was a masterstroke. Should Neil renounce his vows to the temple, that too would render him unacceptable for the crown, for he would be dishonored. No. No. Putting young Neil into the protection of the temple had at once saved his life, and now and forever removed him from consideration for the Scots' throne, such as it was. But if Neil had been unsuited for the life of a monk, he had been perfectly suited for that of a warrior. He had taken his lust for female flesh and turned it into fierceness on the battlefield. And if his eyes sometimes lingered overlong on that which was forbidden to him, still, to the Grand Master's sure knowledge— he had never broken his vows. He was a man of his word. That and his fighting ability was what had finally convinced Descharnay to choose Neil as the next guardian, and though the Grand Master was the head of the Order, Descharnay was undoubtedly the most powerful knight. Moreover, Descharnay had borne the responsibility for the safety of the treasure for many years, and his was the final say. His choice— Was Neil of Scotland, and Valcour agreed wholeheartedly. The Scot would safeguard the treasure with his life. Take them! Valcour whispered now to that bent black head, feeling the younger man's bitter rage and knowing no way to ease it. No matter what happens, the treasure must never fall into the hands of others. The Brotherhood has devoted itself. TO THE PROTECTION OF OUR GOD AND HIS FOLLOWERS, AND WE MUST NOT FALTER IN OUR DUTY. THE COLD STONE FLOOR WAS HARD BENEATH NEIL'S KNEES, BUT HE SCARCELY NOTICED IT. HIS THICK BLACK HAIR, CUT SHORT AS WAS REQUIRED, GLEAMED WITH SWEAT DESPITE THE CHILL OF THE UNDERGROUND CHAMBER. STEAM DRIFTED FROM HIS BODY. SLOWLY HE LIFTED HIS HEAD his eyes stark and as black as night with bitterness. Even now, he asked, the bite of betrayal in the deep, softly burred tones of his voice. Valcour smiled thinly. Especially now. We serve God, not Rome. Methinks the Holy Father has forgotten there is a difference. The concept should come easily to him, Neil all but snarled. He does not serve God, but rather licks Philip's arse every time the king presents it. His night dark gaze wandered over the collection of artifacts that had been spirited out of the Temple in Jerusalem more than a century before. He studied them, and felt his bitterness growing. Good men had died horrible deaths protecting these things. The King of France and the Holy Father were so intent on stripping the Order of its more earthly treasures. Of gold and silver, but the Brotherhood's secretiveness centered around these things rather than mere gold. Oh, there was gold aplenty. Neil had it. But its only purpose was to provide for the safe keeping of the real treasure this disturbing and powerful group of things. A cup, plain and scarred. A shroud with its secrets embedded in the very fabric. A throne, unsettling and pagan. Or was it? A banner, rich and compelling despite its age, reputed to hold strange powers in its frayed threads. And an ancient text, written in a mixture of Hebrew and Greek, which told of a secret and of a power beyond belief. "'I could go back,' Neil said, thinking of the text. He lifted his merciless warrior's gaze to Valcour. "'Both Philip and Clement could fall under my sword, and this could be undone,' as if it never was, and our brothers would live. Nay, said Valkor.